I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live that, that life, life now. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Welcome to another episode of That Life Podcast. Yes, greetings. Greetings. Today's topic is creating wealth, creating generational wealth, and breaking generational curses. Yes, I'm excited about this because I see so much on social media about creating generational wealth. A lot of times they talk about building generational Mm -hmm. wealth. Um, And we're going to talk about creating generational wealth today and the difference between that. But if you are on social media, you will see so much, especially I would say in the like young black entrepreneur type movement about, you know, all the things you should be doing. Like you should be in real estate. You should be buying Bitcoins. You should be getting vending machines. You should be investing in stocks. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. It is enough to make your head spin (laughs) (laughs) because they're telling you all these things that you should be doing and you should be doing it by this age. And, you know, it's enough to make you feel like, okay, I'm not doing nearly enough. Right. You know, in addition to everyone telling you that you need to have a home-based business and you need to have multiple streams of income at the same time. So it's a lot to take in. And for me, I do think that it is important. I think it's a valuable lesson, but I think one of the things we have to do is find our lanes. Because if you listen to all of that, they're telling you you should be doing everything at once. And not everything's going to work for everyone. You know, sometimes you just have to find your lane and focus on that. Maybe that's real estate for you. Maybe that's dividend stocks for someone else. Um, But, you know, don't feel overwhelmed by everything that you're seeing and you're hearing and you're seeing other people sort of tap into. Don't feel pressured. Exactly. You know, one thing people need to do is stay in their lane. And it's hard. And that's the issue when you don't know what lane to get in. Exactly. Yeah, when you don't know what lane to get in. And that's why we want to discuss, because we discuss many times about generational blessings, Mm -hmm. which is generational wealth. And it's hard to create something from nothing. Yes. Well, let me let me rephrase it. It's hard to build something. Yes. 
from nothing. Exactly. So you have to create it, you know, before so then you can start building on it. Right, because some people have, you know, a foundation to build on. Right. And so that's, you know, where we find the difference between the creating and building. Yes. Some people have a start. They have a foundation to build upon. Um, others do not. And right. when you have nothing, what are you, you know, you're creating. And so when you're, and then the, the what we also have to understand is we cannot build off somebody else's dream or vision. Exactly. So we have to understand that creating is bringing something into existence, bringing something in where when you build something, sometimes through vision or through something, there's something already there. In creating, we want to bring something in. And so what we want listeners to understand in this conversation in creating something, and when we talk about in our lane, it's what do you already do? What do you already know? Or more safe to understand, what is it that you already have learned? Mm-hmm. Learning is, and I talk about it in school, learning is a permanent change. Permanent change is something that changes our behavior, our knowledge, our capabilities, and our attitudes. Mm -hmm. And so what is it that's already in you? And so many times people don't, sometimes people don't know. Right. People don't realize because, like you said with social media, we're so busy looking at everybody else and what they're doing and saying, (laughs) I can do that, I want to do that, oh, I should be doing this, Mm -hmm. without looking in the mirror and understanding what is it that you know, knowledge. What do you have a natural aptitude for? You know, or a natural interest in. So it may be you have an interest in this area, a genuine interest, and so now you're going to learn more about it. And that's what we need people to do. And the things that you're interested in, mm-hmm. learn more about that trait. Learn more about that. And that's where we talk about creating. Yes. When we get into generational, some people don't understand even what generation means or generational and that's an individual's awareness person's awareness of their past mm-hmm. their their ancestors their forefathers their parents parents their present yes what's going on today with you and your uh spouse or your immediate family your children and the future of your children's children's children and when I when I say generational, and I, I'm using the word children, I'm also talking about community. Yes, that's important. I'm also important. talking about uh, your extended family. That's important. The environment, because we need to pay attention when we're making these and creating these generational wealth. It's for the village. Yes, that's important to note. Yes, and so when we look at creating generational wealth, wealth is not just, I'm not saying it's not, but not just finances, exactly. it's assets. Exactly. And for us and our family, you know, definitely creating generational wealth in the aspect of finances is important to yes. us. It's something that we are passionate about and we work towards it every day. We have, um, you know, Built, we've, we have a foundation of doing that and we're constantly building on it. But for our family, it's just one part. 
And so we've discussed that, that the financial part is literally just one part of creating generational wealth for our family. Correct. And so once once we realize, though, once we realize that even wealth is so big and not to one thing, even Deuteronomy 8.18 tells us, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability yes. to produce wealth. Mm-hmm. And so how are we producing it? How are we working it? How are we creating it? How are we building it? And how are we keeping it? Creating a permanent positive. And that's something we have to do. We have to create a positive change of assets that can go from generations today, tomorrow, and forever. We have to keep that going. How do we do that? How do how do we do that for us? And how do we inspire others to create this permanent positive change? Well, for us, I'll talk about, you know, like I said, the financial part is just one aspect. You know, our goal is to create other um, areas of generational wealth for our family. And, you know, that is generational wellness yes. and wholeness, you know, good health. Um, great eating habits, spirituality, um, wholeness in that. What's you the know? point of having money? And, and every can't part spin of your it. life is a mess. Yes, and can't spend <laughs> you know, it. You know, if your, your health, health is not good or exactly. you're not happy, you know, all those things. And so we want to create generational wealth in terms of every aspect of our lives. We want to sow good seeds into every aspect. We want our communication to be well. You know, we want to be mentally well. We want to be emotionally well. We want to be in good health, which means we have to pass on good habits, you know, whether that's eating healthy and exercising, you know, taking time to, for us to pray and to meditate and things like that. And so those things we, we need to, inform and teach Mm -hmm. because in our generations, I think overall, we have got away from it. Uh, We need to establish and get individuals to feel that they're worthy of being entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. that they're worthy of going to the schools they like or taking the careers they like that they're worthy. So we need to install or create our use, since that's where we are, create a self-worth, mm-hmm. a value. And people, I mean, you really have to look at that because some of us don't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. We don't feel good enough. We don't, I mean, I came from Inglewood, or I came from this part or that part, where sometimes we let where we were born and raised or the family, you know, the dysfunction of the family Mm -hmm. rate us and choose where we're going to go in the future. And then there's family. Trust. Mm -hmm. We have real trust issues when it comes to family. So we have to create new family values and new family trust. I know for us, one of the things that's important to us is creating a legacy of kingdom marriages. 
Mm-hmm. We want not only our children, but, you know, other people, especially people in the kingdom, people outside the kingdom, to see a demonstration of a true kingdom marriage, a successful marriage, a healthy marriage, um, where two people are still individuals yes. and thriving individually, but then come together as one in agreement and can work together as a team and create things and build things and um, create a legacy. Yes, where it doesn't take from the other, but as we always talk about touching and agreeing. Mm-hmm. And that's big where we touch and agree in acceptance of each other's educational goals mm-hmm. and encouraging others in the community about education and goals. And even if your parents or family doesn't have the means of tuition, we are out there trying to teach and inform people about grants and scholarships and different things. And as you talked about social media, it is so much out there today versus even when we went in school that you could find on social media. But first, you got to believe that you're worthy enough for this education and even career awareness. You know, is there anything too hard for God? So many times we look at job descriptions and we look at postings and we feel like we can't do that. We need to create in people a permanent positive change that even though my parents were never CEOs or never entrepreneurs or never did this, I can do this. The possibility is there. And that's why it's so important what you mentioned earlier about community. And so we're big on that. Like as we are striving to create generational wealth for our family, we are also cognizant of our responsibility to the people around us. And that can be the people in your neighborhood, your immediate community. It could be the people in your church, you know, just people around you that see you, that you can be an example for, and that you can plant these seeds of possibility. Like you mentioned, you know, maybe someone does not know that it's possible for them to be a CEO or it's possible for them to go to college or, you know, enter this trade or do whatever it is that they want to do. But if you plant that seed, you are creating generational wealth for your community because I look at it as a seed, you know, that is going to reap a harvest. And so I think we have to realize, and we do, we talk about it, the responsibility that we have to, create generational wealth for others, not just our immediate family. And that's why those other aspects of generational wealth are so important just beyond the financial. Yes, creating these positive change of assets. And one thing, uh, as we said even earlier, we are a people that don't believe in mental health and mental health awareness, or it's not me, or we don't do this, or our family don't do that. Uh, Mental health is real. Mm -hmm. Addictions is real. Substance Mm -hmm. abuse is real. And so with seeking treatment and sometimes uh, medication or just counseling, it's helped. But that's a part of creating Because if you can't get your emotions and feelings and behavior in order, you could be as rich financially as you want to be. But, you know, as Pastor used to say of mine, you think you're going out the door 
and you're going out the window. That makes no sense. You're, mm-hmm. you're making it too hard for yourself. So we have to be able to look and see those things. Another way that I think that we help create generational wealth um, for our community is by providing opportunities. Yes. And I know you're really big on that. And Um, sharing. Yeah. You know, when we have opportunities or we have platforms, um, you know, we have a place or an audience with people, then we should, you know, invite others Mm -hmm. that could benefit off that. And so when you do that, when you create an opportunity for one person, that impacts a whole nother group of people and it changes, could literally change the scope of their life. Um, and so, again, that is planting a seed of creating generational wealth. If you teach one person how to eat properly and how mm. to exercise, that person, if they don't already have a family, they're going to have a family one day. And so you've planted that seed for their family yes. because now they know how to eat properly, what they should eat, what they should not eat. They know the value of exercise. And so those are the types of things we talk about because what we found, we see so many people that are so focused on creating generational wealth. And that's great. Like I said, we are all for it. Um, All forms of it, the financial part, um, you know, like Hiram said, the Bible even tells you and everything that we do is faith-based and the Bible tells you that you should, you know, provide for your children and your children's children yes. and things like that. And so we definitely believe that um, financial and then like we said, otherwise, but we, it seems like everyone's so focused on definitely the financial part, but just building um, and creating generational wealth. And our thing is that's great, but it's all for nothing if you're not breaking generational curses as yes. well. Yes. So, you know, you can spend your lifetime building or creating generational wealth, but if you're not teaching the children and the people that you are building and creating this wealth for that you're going to leave it to, if you're not teaching them how to maintain it and then how to grow it so that it continues to build for generations to come, it was all for nothing. Yeah, one thing uh, and that's a very good point is you have to identify the curses mm-hmm. to to go for it. It's like and and you plant and you grow uh, things, and if you have weeds growing around your harvest, you have to go out and cut the weeds or the dandelions down because mm-hmm. it poisons the good growth. Mm-hmm. Well. In creating generational wealth, if we continue to let the patterns or cycles that has called uh, issues and Mm -hmm. poison to our families and communities, it's a problem. And so one of the things that we need to identify these patterns and cycles and how do we do that? I believe like what we brought this podcast on is because we brought our conversations to the world. Mm -hmm. So communication is key. Yes, Sharing information with your brothers, sisters, coworkers, family, friends, and identifying those patterns. Exactly. And, you know, for me, I feel like you just have to do inventory. Yes. Um, That self-inventory, that is looking around you, taking inventory of the people in your life, you know, just to see, do, are there cycles? 
do patterns exist? You know, and so the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to start, like you said, with communication. You're going to have to take a deep look inside at yourself and your surroundings to see, you know, are you um, continuing cycles? Are there things that you are doing that is detrimental to you, your creation and, and building of generational wealth? Um, are you bad with money? That can be a generational curse. So like I said, you can spend your lifetime building and creating generational wealth, but if you're not teaching others how to maintain it and how to grow it, it's all for nothing because if poor money management is a cycle in your family, then that money is going to be gone. So if you know that that is a generational curse that you deal with, like everyone in your family is bad with money. Yes. <laughs> they, they don't know how to save, you know, and this is real. It, it's serious. We have, there are a lot of people that make money, but yet they don't have a lot because yeah. they don't know how to manage their money. And so, you know, even the Bible tells you to be a good steward over your, your money. And so if you know that that's a cycle, that's definitely something that you need to work on. But there are other things. So but I think, even with that, though, I think uh, we call it money kingdom and money kingdom regulations, I would say, where, and again, we're not saying we want you to be rich in houses and lands because the Bible says that. Look at Deuteronomy 28. But at the same time, what are you investing in? Mm-hmm. Be conscious. Are we making investments? Are are we? Do we have a four hundred one k? Are we looking at the stock market? Do we have a planning and savings account? And what is the percentage of it? Do we have CDs? And you know, one important thing that I don't know how we lack is insurance, but health and life, and not just an insurance plan to say we have. But do you under truly understand the health insurance that you have? Because, you know, I talked to somebody just last week and they have insurance and they were seeking mental health, but they didn't have mental health on their health insurance plan. Those are things we need to pay attention to as we that's an asset to our creating a wealth, creating generational wealth. Right. So as far as curses go. That could actually be a curse if you are ignorant, so to speak, to the things that you already have, but you don't know how they're working for you. And so like when you talked about, you know, the things that you have when you're saying, hey, do you have a 401k? Do you have, you know, insurance and all those things? We also have to think about the other things, you know, what are your eating habits like? You know, are you exercising? Do you get rest? Do you take time out for you, like for self-care? That's important too, especially, you know, we live in a fast-paced life and everything is go, go, go. And we're all multitasking with so many things Mm -hmm. that even self-care could be a generational curse. We neglect. Because we neglect ourselves. And a lot of times you see that energy in families where everyone is a type A person and they're all like high achievers and they never slow down to smell the flowers or, you know, take time for self-care. Even if that's just 30 minutes a day, I just want some silent time, things like that. So when we talk about taking inventory, those are the types of things that you need to do. You need to identify 
things in your own life, like like you said, do I do I understand the things Correct. that I have? Like my job is offering me all these things, for instance. Do I really understand the benefits that I have and am I taking full advantage of it? Um, so am I am I poor with money management? Right. Am mm-hmm. I, you know, lacking in the area of knowledge about the things that I do have and, and that I do key, have just access lacking to? Knowledge. Mm-hmm. About things that you may have you may and don't know you have. And don't know you have it or don't know how to maximize. Or understand so, it fully. Mm-hmm. So like an, an example of um, finances, I would say, you know, a lot of um, employers are offering 401ks or deferred compensation plans of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so if you are going to take advantage of that, you want to understand what the maximums are, like what you get in return and what is the maximum amount you can contribute and what's the maximum match amount and those things so that you can prepare yourself. The other thing that we feel that you have to do, you know, you do inventory for yourself Mm -hmm. and try to identify patterns and cycles. But like you said earlier, communication and having conversations is so important because you may not recognize or see everything. You may not be able to identify some of these things. And so if we're going to talk about generational curses, you need to talk to people around you, like in your family. And be ready to hear the truth. Yes, you have to be open. Yes. Um, and, you know, that could be with siblings, that could be with parents, that could be with aunts and uncles, whomever. Um, but, you know, you may want to talk about patterns, cycles, generational curses. It could be anything. Yes. It could be a pattern of obesity. Yes. It could be broken relationships. You know, it could be, like we said, bad money management. Yes, yes. And so sometimes we, we get into these... Uh, generational curses because we're conditioned. As we talked about the cycles and the patterns, you know, conditioned is we've always done it like this. You know, everybody in our family has always been over 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody in our family, we don't have drinking problems, but we do drink every day, but that's what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, we we begin to make excuses Mm -hmm. for our our downfalls and our dysfunctions. We we are many times dysfunctional and this dysfunction does not allow us to get to the generational wealth because in some kind of way we're broken. We continue to be broken. Mm-hmm. And so we have to find ways to heal the broken generational curses by identifying the past practices and creating new ones. And like you said, you made a good point when you said sometimes something like addiction could actually be a generational curse in your family, but you don't even recognize it. Because it's normal. It's, it's, yeah, you've been normalized to it. And so you don't even realize that there is a pattern of addiction. A lot of people don't realize that abuse is um, a generational cycle in their family because like you said, it's their norm. They've experienced it. But when you talk to other people, even your own family members, sometimes they can open your eyes to say, you know, that wasn't normal, right? Right. Like, that's not what people do. Mental illness is another example of something that could be, you know, a generational curse. You can, you know, there are families that they easily can see the the pattern. 
Yes. And there's a cycle. And of the curse illness. for it to me is not seeking the treatment exactly. for it. It becomes the exactly. norm. But and once you're able to identify it, like, hey, this is what we've struggled with and you know, it's been a pattern, you can then decide, you know what? I see it. I've been able to identify it. Treat it. I'm going to treat it. I'm going to do something about it and yes. I'm going to live a healthy life. And that's the key. That's creating true generational wealth. That is an asset yes. to take addiction or a mental illness from a family, from generations, and you break the curse. Yes. Right here, right now, you break the curse. And these are the best types of generational yes. wealth to build. You know, more important than the money, more important than any of that, because living a healthy life and being whole and being well and being happy, that is what is most important. That is the biggest reward, living a fulfilled life, being happy, being healthy, being whole. Better than so, any riches. But absolutely. I still believe once you get that, for you and your children's children's children, guess what? Now that you know, you do and you teach. And then that wellness and the, the wealth financially, I think will come. I believe will come. I agree. And then what I like about these other forms of, you know, building generational wealth and then breaking these generational curses is a lot of times, you know, with especially with the financial part of building generational wealth, it's so family focused. Mm -hmm. It's like I have to, you know, create this generational wealth for my immediate family, right. my children, my grandchildren, right. that sort of thing. But when you think about the other areas, yes, it serves your family. Like you said, if you can break the cycle, the bondage of something like addiction yes. or abuse or mental illness, um, it definitely serves your immediate family, but it's something that you can teach yes. to other people and be an example for other people. Whereas sometimes when it comes to the finances, you don't necessarily have the means while you're trying to build your own family's generational wealth financially to really invest financially in other people or right. reach as many people as you like. We can all plant seeds to help other people financially, but you don't always have the ability to, to help as many people as you would like financially. But if you have knowledge and That's experience, you can, you can share that. You yes. can have conversation yes. with people. You can lead by example. You can live a whole life, a healthy, full life. And that is an example to them. And then you are creating generational wealth in yeah. other people in your community. You can help them create um, generational wealth, but also break generational curses because it happens at the same time and mm -hmm. that's how you build proverbs 13 22 says 13 22 says a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children and so when i look at that abraham blessed isaac yes isaac blessed jacob but then look at this look at this eli blessed samuel mm -hmm. with and eli was not Mm -hmm. uh, biologically in any, it was not his immediate family. Right. But what did he have? He had good conversation with him. David blessed Solomon, which was his son. But then Elisha blessed Elisha again, not in the immediate family, but through what? Conversations. And Jesus blessed Peter. Now he blessed many, but he said to Peter, I give you the keys 
to the kingdom. And then even if we don't want to go Bible, let's look at people today. Look at who Tyler Perry is blessing. Yeah, he's touching a lot of lives. Yes. And, you know, he is part of what I was saying um, when you think about community, because what he does is he uses his platform. A lot of his um, projects, his movies, his plays, things like that, they're entertaining, of course. But he brings up topics yes. that were often taboo or just weren't discussed. Um, and his is, you know, particularly he deals with topics in the black community, but topics in general is for everyone um, where you get a chance to talk about it, but he places humor with it. So it helps you to digest it and understand it. Hoping that you could have a conversation. conversation. Yes. And that is the goal with his projects. Like yes. it will spark a conversation yes. so that you can get about the addiction, towards healing about the and, dysfunction, yes. about the abuse. We have to stop being addicted. You know, I say this all the time to, to our, our stories. stories. We, we're good <laughs> at trying to tell our stories in a negative way. That's a generational curse. We have to stop. It is because you can easily, just like you're telling that story, you can also turn it around and say, you know what? You'll hear people say, oh, I know I'm going to get diabetes. Diabetes runs in my family. Yes, you can say that like you're addicted to your story, or you can say it ran in my family. It stopped here. <laughs> Hallelujah, like, yes. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> right. I'm not getting diabetes because right. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I know that that has That's been an the issue. Creating. That's the yes. assets that we're looking for. Yes. yes. Like I, you know, that has been an issue. I can identify, you know, that maybe that has been an issue in my family in the past, but it is not going to be an issue for me. It is not going to be an issue for my children. Yeah. We are starting a new path. That generational curse is broken. Speaking. So those are the yes. types of things that you have to do. But if you're going to um, break generational curses, you have to commit to it. You True. know, you have it's to It's a be... lifestyle. It's a life yes. change. You cannot turn back. Exactly. You have to be serious about it. And so what that means is you have to do what it takes to break the curse, whatever that means for your for the for the individual curse that you've identified. If that means counseling and therapy, yes. you need to do that. If that means exercising and eating right, you need to do that. You know, if that means having additional conversations with people to actually, you know, confront or put your feelings out there, make your feelings known to people, you need to do that. Whatever it is, you yeah. have to commit to, you know, as I build and create generational wealth for my children, I'm also going to be just as serious about breaking generational curses so that they don't have to deal with some of the things that our family members have dealt with so that they can enjoy the fruit of my labor of creating and building this generational wealth. They're free to enjoy it, free from bondage of these curses. People don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say it. Some of our families and friends and close to us are to toxic. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to create with so much negativity. Mm -hmm. So one thing I say all the time is you have to separate to elevate. And I'm not saying that you leave and never come back. But sometimes you have to be a Joseph. Even though he didn't leave, he was sent, stolen, kidnapped, the whole nine yards. But 
in time, he made a place. He set up generational wealth for his family, even not realizing it. And so what we have to do sometimes is get out of a toxic situation. I think that comes with the identifying step, though, because once you identify what the generational curses are, either through doing, you know, your inventory of the things around you and your conversations with people, I think you start to realize, you know, where that curse lies. And if you're going to commit, like we said, to breaking generational curses, that means two things to me. That means, number one, anyone around you who wants to continue in that path and they're not in agreement with you on you know, that's not my future. Yeah, that's not going to be for me. Yeah. You're going to have to separate yourself. And like you said, it may not mean that you separate forever, but you're going to have to understand boundaries, yeah. you know, with those people because you're on a different path. The other thing is you're going to have to align yourself with people Ooh, yes. who are on the same, yes, that are like-minded with you and on the same path and agree with you. It's just like, especially no, you know, most important in your partner, you know, especially if you're going to get in a marriage, you need to be clear about what our goals are. Like we talked about earlier, we are working every day towards building generational wealth and that's financial. That's all aspects. Like we've said, um, we're also working towards breaking generational curses, but the person you're with, they have to be in agreement with you on that. And so you have to have conversations about that. Um, you know, what your exact goals are because it's going to be very difficult for you if you are trying to um, have people around you, whether, like you said, it's family, friends, whomever, that want to continue the cycle while you're trying to break the cycle. And so you're going to probably have to set some boundaries for that. And then it's going to be difficult. You know, how can two walk together except they agree if you're going to be in a relationship with someone and they don't, understand, support your goal um, of creating generational wealth and breaking generational curses. Yeah, we must adapt our mind and cease to accuse others. So we're not saying to accuse your family or friends for your downfall or for being stuck or being where you are. No. That is not what we're saying. We're not saying for you to stop talking to family and friends. No. We're just saying that you have to pay attention to the conversation. Yes. And some conversations you don't need to have and you need to eliminate yourself from those conversations. You may have to set some boundaries. And this is when you'd be like, oh, you know... My battery is dead. You know, I'm going to have to call you later. (laughs) It's true. You're going to have to, when you find yourself going down that rabbit hole again, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to find ways to refrain from yourself because you're in a creating and a building and a positive stage. Mm -hmm. And so you can't handle and don't want to be a part of those things. You are, when you are creating generational wealth, you are in the stage of transforming and bringing new ideas and practices into your life, to your spouse's life, to your immediate family life, and to your community life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the people around you, like you said, if they are, if they don't get it and they're still wanting to continue in that cycle, like you said, when you see yourself going down the rabbit hole or they're trying to get you back on the hamster wheel... <laughs> <laughs> to continue the cycle, 
you just, you know, create some some space, some distance, some boundaries. Um, and hopefully your example of you continuing to do what you're doing and the outcome of that will inspire them to do the same. But if they don't, it's okay. You know, you have to make a decision and a stand for your family yes. and for your seed and your generations to come. You know, that, hey, even if no one else is willing to do the work to do this creating and building and then breaking and destroying uh, curses, I am. And you can do it. Even it if it's be, just you, you it, can do it. It will become contagious. Even sometimes I will say, maybe not for the ones you want to get it, but other people will see your light. Mm-hmm. Other people will see your positiveness. And affirming is creating a permanent positive change of these assets that we're talking about. And these assets is the health, uh, the wealth, the the mental, doing all those things. But it's the work that takes all of that. It's the exercise. It's the being knowledgeable. It's the paying attention and having conversations to better help you. It's the seeking and knowing that your generation today, tomorrow, and forever can be better. Absolutely. The, you know, like you said, affirming that this is where I'm going. This is a reality for me. I can do this. But like I said, you're going to have to commit. So, you know, regardless of who's walking with you, who may not be walking with you on this journey, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to commit to it. And it's, you know, it's no different when we talk about, you know, um, destroying these generational curses yeah. and breaking these curses. You have to commit to that. It's the same thing with everyone on social media that's telling you about the money and building generational wealth. If you're going to do that, you have to commit to that, too. Oh, yeah. Because you have to make a decision. I'm going to save and I'm going to invest, you know, which means I'm not going to be able to have so much disposable income that I'm spending on all these things. So discipline, um, I always discipline. say. So either way, for both scenarios, once you're building generational wealth and creating generational wealth and you are um, breaking generational curses, you have to commit. So you have to affirm for yourself. Yes. You know, this is what I'm doing. I'm creating generational wealth. I'm creating generational wellness. Yes. Um, I am breaking generational curses. Yes. We start here and now. Thessalonians 5.11 says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together mm-hmm. and identify one another. And this is where we say you have to be true with yourself in the conversation, even as also ye do or we do. We have to be able to do that and know that and handle the truth so that we can become triumphant. And we come triumphant by creating gener- generational wealth here and now. Mm-hmm. That's the triumph. But in order to do that, you also, like you said, you have to transform, you have to affirm, you have to heal from some things. It that may is, not be in that order. Yeah, it may not be in that order. It's not a fixed you, order. You have to heal from some things because especially some of those generational curses, it may require healing. But the triumph, like you said, is when you have destroyed, absolutely destroyed that generational curse and it does not exist anymore for your family and for your future. Um, And when you have created generational or built upon generational wealth for your family, 
that is the triumph. And I think, and you know, I'm probably biased, but I think when you are living a life where you are creating and building generational wealth and you are breaking generational curses, you are automatically living that life. (laughs) (laughs) You're about that life? I'm about that life. Live that life now. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life, that transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, you just keep winning. Every champion, every overcomer. Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? A church or nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services? Conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker? Or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching? Great. Great. You You are are part part of our C factor. factor. That life is a faith based firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about that life? That life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember to live live that that life life now. now.